We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Amen. So I'm going to jump right in this morning. I know um, if any of you have spent any time with the Underwood family, I mean, outside of right here, um, you will know that we play games at whim at any time. Not just board games. I'm talking about the random of games. We make them up. And we play along and they jump off whenever. So if you're with us, you just better be ready because you are playing. It is what it is. If you ride in the car with the Underwood family, at one point we were real heavy into punch buggy. It was bad. We were real heavy into punch buggy. And if you were in the car, you were playing. We didn't ask you if you wanted to play. You're in the car. You're playing. It's happening. So you should prepare yourself because you might randomly get punched. And we did the no punch back rule. Like punch buggy. Did y'all even know this game? Why y'all looking at me blank? Did y'all not play punch buggy? What kind of childhood did y'all have? Punch buggy. You know, you see one, punch buggy, no punch. Okay. We did the no punch back rule. So you was in the car. You were playing. Random stuff. We could be sitting in the living room and a game of would you rather break out? And we do a couple rounds of that. Y'all do know what that is, right? Okay. I'm sagging because y'all acting like you're not aware. Um, or they could just be completely made up things like um, I bet you won't. And they could be anywhere. This could be in a Walmart. This could be in a Publix. Wherever we're together at, the game just jumps off. It is what it is. Um, my daughter, who is young, the youngest, she's by about eight years, um, she, earlier on, she didn't necessarily understand the concept. She understood the games, but she didn't understand the concept of the initiation of games. So we would just be watching TV, and all of a sudden, she'd be like, you talk, you lose. It's like, wait, wait. When did we start playing a silent game? You didn't even say. You didn't, you didn't say. Or she'll be like, you blink, you lose. It's like, you have to say start. You have to tell us, Kennedy. You can't just go and then decide I lost. And you didn't even tell me that we was playing. You know what I mean? Like, she's watching you the whole time. Like, she's, you watching TV. She's watching, you blink, you lose. You don't get to do me like that. You need to say start or say that we playing. So she, she used to have that routine. And... I need for us to know this morning that a lot of us are in situations in our lives. We're seeing, you know, losses. We're, we're taking L's in different areas of our lives in games simply because we do not recognize that a game is being played. Yeah. We, we have like rounds and rounds of this thing, and we can't understand why I keep coming out as the loser. And it's simply because we don't recognize that there's a game being played. And this is the state that the enemy wants you to stay in. Because he needs for you not to be aware that on a completely different board, there's a game that's being played and you're losing simply because when you're in a game and you don't do anything to advance or you don't respond in your move, the game is still going. You're just being played. That has been the seat that for a long time, maybe even up until this very moment, a lot of us has been in. And that's exactly the way that he wants it. That's why I'm certain that just as much as he doesn't like me, he doesn't like this series at all. I'm sure that this whole spirit realm series is a big issue for him because it's exposing a whole lot of truth. You were never supposed to know that there was a game that was being played. And the reason being is because if I can keep you so wrapped up in what you see, if I can keep you concentrating on the things that take place in this room, if I can keep you so distracted on what's taking place here in front of you, you will never recognize that he is advancing in the realm that it counts, which is the realm of the spirit. 
But he has to keep you focused on this one. He has to keep you focused on what you see. He has to keep you consumed by what you see because as long as you're playing and fighting on this playing field, he has home court advantage. He knows that here I can make some things happen. Now, for those of you who missed last week, you have got to go back and hear the podcast, watch it on YouTube. You got to get it. You got to get that's very important to the beginning of this series. Make sure that you don't miss that because then I'll have to give you a better understanding of the fact that there are two realms at play. Oh, let me catch you up. Okay. Last week we learned that we live in a body. We possess a soul, but we are a spirit. We are a spirit. We live in a body. We possess a soul. Got it? I'll say it again. I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul. My body is from here. It's made of the dust of the earth where he runs a lot of foolishness. So my body tends to have an appetite for the things that are here. So that is why he keeps me distracted, keeps me focused, keeps us focused on the things that we can see. Because as long as I'm fighting the things that I can see, as long as I'm addressing the things that I can see, his move can be made in the spiritual. He gets to advance. You get that? Okay, so if we go to Luke chapter 10, verse 18, and I'm going to read NIV just briefly. I'm going to go a couple of places today, some of which you can follow me. If you can't follow me in the scripture, just write it down. He replied, I, it's in red. That means that's Jesus talking. That's big important. Anytime you see red in the Bible, that means listen good because he's talking. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have, given him I have given you authority to trample on snakes. Remember he showed up as a serpent? To trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all, say all, all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Ooh, he did not want you to, know, to ever know that. This is why the game is being played where he can manipulate things. Because if you ever catch on that in the spirit realm, I'm the one that has the authority, it changes the whole game. The whole game shifts when you realize that I have been given authority by God. I have been given authority by God, like not just like by your pastor. I've been given authority by God to trample on serpents, snakes, scorpions, and I've been given power over the enemy. We got that. If you don't write nothing down, that's something that you need to make sure that you completely understand. Okay, so here's what we need to know, that... Um, the enemy is well aware of the fact that he can't really come right at you to win spiritual victories. He can't because spiritual victories require authority. And he lost authority. We have that. And when Jesus went to the cross, that kind of just sealed the deal. That was an L he had to take because he rose again with victory over death, hell, and the grave. So the blood sealed that deal. Full defeat. That means we get the authority, which is another reason why he needs for you to never know that you're the one that has the authority. Right. So there's a couple ways that he kind of continues to manipulate this whole thing. He continues to keep your mind stern. How many of you guys, when you got here today in church and you came, you got dressed, you drove yourself here, ready to receive a word, ready to be in the presence of God, but either you were running late, you couldn't find something, things were already on your mind, there was traffic, somebody wasn't acting right, I can't find what to wear, because now my more concern is on the tangible things of, of what's yeah. going on yeah. than actually getting here and receiving that there is power and authority that has been given to me. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I'm going to go jump ahead because I want to be able to give you a, a scripture that you can write down. Go ahead and go to 
Do I want to go there first? Re- Revelations 12, 9, and hold it. When people say Revelations, you get like, uh-oh, don't do that. Let me tell you why. Okay, so if you are new to the Bible, I wish somebody would tell me this. If you are new to reading Scripture, just save Revelations for last. It's very metaphorically written, so it's sometimes hard to understand, but I want you to go to Revelations 12, 9 and just hold on to it. The enemy knows that since he does not have the ability to um, come right at you in a spiritual realm, he works in deception and manipulation. That's just what he does. That's his key. He works in deception. He works in manipulation. And he knows that his effort is to deceive and to manipulate you out of the authority that you have. Because if I can make sure that you never know it, then you'll never show up to the fight in the realm that the realm is actually, the fight is actually in. So in Revelations 12, 9, are we there? It says, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent that you have um, been given authority to trample over, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. The scripture told you right there, his master plan is deception. Deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, side note, that speaks to why there's so much deceptive, diabolical influence in the realm that we work in in the world that you live in, in the job that you go to, in the things that you enjoy. That explains that because the the deceiver of the whole world was sent here. And then we were made, yep, and his whole crew, him and his whole crew were sent here. And then we were made from the substance of where he was sent to. And that's why deception is so easy to embrace and easy to give out. Amen? It speaks to that. Okay. So he's kicked out. He's down here on complete show out. Somebody say deception. I need you to hold on to that because sometimes deception works for us. Mm -mm. Sometimes we're okay with deception if we like what it's offering. Sometimes we're good with going along with whatever his agenda is and his his manipulation is because some of what he's saying sounds right. It tickles all the right parts. I want to engage that somewhat. And it's not a new trick for him. He knows exactly what it is that he's doing. So if you go to, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump it around. Let's go to Luke. I'm sorry, no, let's go to 1 Peter 5 and 8. Y'all going to have a lot of notes today. Remember, he operates in deception. Say deception. Who's there? I should, have, I should do the, um, I might take y'all too far back. You know how um, back in the day they used to do read. Did I take y'all too far back? Did y'all come from that kind of church? Where somebody gets the scripture and they'd be like, read. And then some voice far out in the church starts reading the thing. We should do that. We know when they did it, that means they got it. Am I right? Okay. So we're going to break this down like English class. And it says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking whom... No, I'm sorry. Seeking someone to devour. Are you there? Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Your enemy, the devil, prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, let's break this down. Now, I wasn't an English teacher, nor was I strong in English. In fact, when I was in school, if I'm being honest, and can I trust y'all to be honest? I know sometimes my husband say y'all judgmental, but is it okay for me to be Mm-mm, you didn't respond, so I bet I won't. I bet I won't. I'm going to tell you a weakness of mine. 
and you're going to be okay with it and not judge me. That sounds good? Okay. So coming up, I struggled with reading comprehension. So I would have to read things over and over and over and over and over again. It made my study time have to be very long where other kids, they get done with their work, they can go right outside and play. I still have to sit because I got to read it over and over and over in order for me to get a good grade. Now, what was a problem for me in the natural became a strength in the spiritual because when I go to scripture, it makes me have to break things apart and take it apart to get the full understanding of what scripture is saying. Can I do that with you guys this morning? Okay. So scripture says, your enemy... The devil is telling you who we're dealing with. You might have a lot of enemies, but this is the one I'm talking about. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like. The definition of like in conjunction form, because that's what we're using that in this sentence, is as though or as if. As though, as if. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like. Say like. A roaring lion. Now, oftentimes in scripture, a lion represents Jesus. It represents power and authority. Even in the natural, when you're talking about jungle, it represents power and authority. And when the lion roars, everything stops and looks. And everybody freezes. Y'all saw Lion King at that part when, like, he does and it's coming on and everything stops and is looking up and, no? Okay. So it represents power and authority. So now let's go back and plug the definitions into the sentence. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around as though, as if he has power and authority is what that scripture just lets you know. Deception. Somebody say deception. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around as though or as if he has power and authority. And that is the way I need for you to see him. It's for you to recognize the authority and the power that I have been given. He is running around acting like he has that. Now let's keep the sentence going. Seeking Now, the King James Version uses a word that the NIV Version didn't, so I want to use the King James Version. The King James Version says, seeking whom he may devour. See, when we grew up, we had to memorize scriptures. Like, I told y'all that before, right? You had to memorize scripture to get a prize? We had to memorize that scripture, so we had to do it the King James way because that was the only real Bible. Nothing else was real. It was real if it wasn't King James. So, seeking whom he may devour. Now, the word may means giving permission. So he's seeking whom he has permission to devour. Let's do the whole thing. So the enemy, your enemy, the devil, is prowling around as though as if he has authority, seeking whom he has permission to devour. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, like, I did not give him, I did not give him permission to be running all through my mind. I did not give him permission to be like all in my situations, in my family. I did did not do that. No, you might not have given him permission, but you gave him access. And that's all he needed was access. Yeah. Like you let him touch it. And see, here's the thing about the kind of guest the enemy is. Is you ever invite somebody in your house and they take advantage of that invite? Like... I opened the door, I let you in, you all sprawled out on my couch, you know, you in the kitchen. I did not do this. This is not what this was. This access was not for you to come in here and get this comfortable. But that's the kind of guest that the enemy is. I invited you to an event that was taking place in the living room. I can't understand why all the rest of the company is in the living room, but you running around in bedrooms, bathrooms, and carrying on. That is the way that the enemy works. All he needs is access. My mother-in-law says all he needs is a toehold. All he needs is just to get his foot in there a little bit. 
and he takes full access. And not only does he take access, he starts to then bully you and now has taken ownership of space that belongs to you. This is why we can't afford to entertain the enemy. Because you can't understand why, yeah, I let you play with my mind a little bit while I was laying in my bed watching TV, but now I can't understand why I got to war you out of my children's bedroom. Why am I sitting here having to plead the blood? Because I have, I have allowed you, basically, access. You would think that if I only entertained you in this area, you wouldn't have access in all of them. But that's the way that he works. All he needed was access. Somebody say access. Okay, well, let's keep moving. Because... I think that, no, I know that. What we're going to learn here today, really quickly, is to um, recognize the access points. Because we have to learn, if we don't learn to guard these things, if we don't learn what they look like and they're happening, then we're going to continue to miss them. Because what the enemy would love for us to continue to believe is the movie version of him is what we're dealing with. The big, scary devil who comes in and then the people are like, oh, no, oh, no, we need to call a whatever. And, you know, he, he wants to present himself in that manner. And because he gives himself the big, bad wolf version of himself, you don't recognize that, he you know, he's really whispering to you in your own voice. In the sound of your own voice and the sound of your own thoughts. So somebody say access points. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and make sure these go on the screen because I want you to have them in your mind. If I say them, it's in your ear. If you see them with your eyes, then hopefully you'll be easier to recognize, okay? Um, one of the access points that the enemy always uses that you have to make sure, now mind you, there's plenty. We're only going to discuss three, is entertaining his suggestion. He uses that as an access point, entertaining his suggestions. You have to understand that not every thought is yours. And if you don't learn the difference between his voice and your thought, you will be set up at every, at every hand. You can't afford to entertain the suggestion of the enemy. Better yet, you have to know that that's the way that he operates. And it's not like, I want you to go in there and choke them. No. Because <laughs> you ain't going to do that. It doesn't look like that. Like, I want for you to make sure you say, it's not that. It's the sound of your own thoughts. And he just waits for you to grab it. That's it. Well, Siri, can I use you, for example? She's going to be my, um, my um, what's it, Vanna? Yeah, she'll be my Vanna. So Esther has gone to work today, and um, she's on her way home from work. Remember when we used to be able to drive back and forth from work? Not everybody's, nobody has rides to work anymore. Everybody's already at the house. But we used to be able to drive to work. So you're driving, you're driving to work, and the enemy just... Go ahead, you can drive to work. And it's, you know what? You had a long day. You worked really hard today. You did a lot. Yeah, you did a lot, but you weren't very productive today, were you? No, you didn't get a whole lot of stuff done. Doesn't that suck? You worked so hard, and because you were productive, nobody's going to notice what you did. Today. And you know, and the people don't ever really notice what you do. You never really get credit for what you do. You're getting ready to go to this house, and you're going to be working, working, working. And once again, ain't nobody going to say thank you because they don't notice. And then you know what? Y'all got church tonight. You're going to go to church tonight. You do a lot for there, too. You work so hard for church, and they don't acknowledge you. They don't. They acknowledge everybody else. Look, last time they said something to so-and-so, they didn't even say nothing to you. They didn't even recognize what's going on. See, that's nobody, because people don't appreciate it. They're ungrateful. They're ungrateful when it comes to you. But I tell you what you do. How about you stop? If you stop doing it, they're going to recognize. I wonder who's going to do it if you don't do it. <laughs> Who's going to get it done if you don't do it? <laughs> and now he's gone from distant conversation to in the car with you. And what happens? 
You get out the house, you get out the car, you go into the house, and now you feel some kind of way. A way that you didn't even feel when you left. But because he's made all of this suggestion that sounded like your thought, and you've completely agreed with it, you, you've taken on all of the emotion that has gone with what he suggested. Now, here's what, we, here's what we have to learn to do. You stand there, you be him. You don't have to say anything, but just slowly approach. When he starts, come on, when he starts to come his way with his suggestion, there needs to be a, but wait a minute, though. And you have to have, in that moment, when you recognize something to say back, but the problem is, as he approaches, we don't have anything to say because we're more in agreement with what he suggested than the actual truth. And the only reason that we're more in agreement with the, with the suggestion than the truth is because we're not familiar with the truth. So have you ever tried to argue with somebody who knows more about the topic than you? That's what happens when he starts to suggest you don't have anything to say back because that seemed more real than what the truth is to me. But when he gets into your ear and he starts to give the whole, aren't you so tired, aren't you so tired, you have to have something to say. Yes, I am actually quite tired, but you know what? Me being tired is worse for you than it is for me because his strength is made perfect in my weakness and refreshing comes in the presence of God. So you should probably hope that tired is not what I get often because that's going to make me an issue for you. And yes, I am quite tired because I worked a 12-hour day, a 12-hour day. God, I thank you for giving me 12 hours in the middle of a pandemic where everybody is losing jobs and hours are being cut. God, you gave me 12 hours, 12 hours. And you know, I don't necessarily need appreciation or praise from everybody because I don't work as the people. I work as unto God. And I know, God, that you recognize everything that I do. God, and I know that my reward is in you. God, I thank you for trusting me with everything that you have trusted me with. You have to learn how to have something to say. You have to have something to say back. Now, mind you, I did not neglect that I was tired. I did not neglect that I was busy. I'm not telling you to lie to you. I'm not telling you not to own what's actually happening. I'm telling you, you have to take the perspective of the truth so that the lie doesn't sound so familiar. You can't continue to entertain his suggestions because the closer that he comes, the more real the lie is going to sound. You have to learn how to stop him on first sentence. Give Westeria a hand. If you don't learn... So if you don't learn the initiation of thought, if you don't learn that you started it right there, so I need to stop you here, you've entertained him so long yeah. that now you can't go back and unwind and find where it started. Right. Yeah. You have got to give yourself something to say. Say, stop entertaining this, his suggestion. Another one of um, the access points that we have to make sure that we guard against is compromise. Ooh, nobody. The funky thing about compromise is nobody knows you did it but you. Nobody knows you did it but you until you see the fruit of what's happening. And then compromise then leads to lying. Compromise is any time that you combine God's instruction with your own fleshly desire. Compromise is any time that you combine God's instruction, God's will and his plan, with your fleshly desire. When I say compromise, I mean compromise in this sense. Obviously, the word has a definition and meaning. I'm saying in this sense is when you combine what you know God said to what you really want to do, and you make it, you bring the two together to try to blend that. What does that look like? Um, you know, um, the Lord told me that I need to go ahead and just get off Snapchat. I need to just shut Snapchat down. I need to get that. So now I just only post scriptures. You know, I just use it for scriptures. <laughs> I, did, I use it for scriptures because I want to get the word out there. And, you know, incomplete obedience is still disobedience. 
So now when I yield the fruit of my compromise, now I got to lie. Because now that you can see that I did not do what God has told me to do, because it, it, will, yield, it will yield fruit. It makes you start grasping for an excuse for why you did things the way that you did things, and now you got to lie. You can't afford to combine God's perfection with your foolishness and expect for it to come out okay. Trust me when I tell you that's not never going to work. I meant, and I meant to say it like that. That's not never going to work. Yes. You don't get to pick. But what the enemy will do, just like he did Eve, is did God really say? Did, 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 did God really say don't eat the apple? And make you question. You know, well, really, 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 really what he said was, I can do this, but I can't really do that. So what I'll do is, no. So when you hear the suggestion, when you hear yourself start saying, well, I'll just, anytime you put a just in God stuff, see, I'm, I'm giving you red lights. I'm giving you little, little, sound, little sound bites for you to be able to understand, like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, it's happening, so you can react. It's happening, it's happening. Compromise is never going to work. We have an all or nothing God. You are going to do what he says, how he says it, or you're going to do your own thing because there's only two ways. So I'm, I will not fall to compromise. And the third one, I hope y'all are following me. The third one is he will create distance between the truth, distance from the truth. Now, this is one I can say. I've been in church. I told y'all I've been in church all my life, all, all my life. And I have seen this work so often that it is sad. It's almost like his surefire strategy to gain access. And what that looks like is the further away you get from light, darkness consumes. Yes, if I'm in a room that's light, if the lights are on in here, but it's dark in the hallway, the further I get from this room, the darker it's going to get. That's the strategy. Is that, you know what, you're real tired today. You know, you should probably just let somebody send you the notes or just listen to the podcast. You don't really got to be in church today. It's okay. You'll be fine. And then the next Sunday, oh, man, you know what, I'm just going to, they sent me this podcast last week. I'm not having to send the podcast. They'll just send the podcast. I'm going to listen to it. I will listen to it. I'll just take notes. I'll get to it eventually. Um, I used to study all the time. My shift changed. Okay, so I got to find a new study time because I used to study in the morning, but now that I have to get up early, I can't, that's not, can't be my study time anymore. Okay, so I'll study. I'm gonna get, I'll just get it in. The, what I do is I just pray on my way to work instead. <laughs> I just use my, work, my ride to work as my prayer time. I'm going to do that. You know what? I used to have time to myself to just kind of worship, but now since school is out and the kids are up late, that took away my whole little time to do that. Okay, so um, what, shower. That's going to be my new, that's my new worship place in the shower is I'm just going to do that. And the schedule and everything has been so manipulated that I further and further and further and further and further step back from the truth. God is never going to instruct you to read less word, offer more praise, and fellowship. That's not a God instruction. So anything that he tells, that you hear that says, you don't need to study, and you don't need to read, you don't need to praise. Just give yourself a mental check that that doesn't make sense, and that doesn't sound like God. So 
you should probably use your context clues to help you figure out, mm -mm, not doing that, access point. You are trying to lure me away from where I gather strength. That doesn't make sense. It's funny how many things when you step back and look at his suggestion, you realize don't make sense. Like, yeah, it makes sense for me to like, I, you know, I'm so busy right now. I need to drop everything that I'm doing at church because I can't. Like, I started, I started school. I started a new job. And then I also have picked up this um, organization that I also participate in. And so I don't, you know, I know I told them that I was going to be able to do all this stuff at church. Like, I can't, you know. I, it's just too much for me. And all the things that you just said you did, the one thing you feel like you need to be able to give up is church. The one thing that you feel like you need to create space in is God. Access point. Somebody say access point. Well, there's another part in the scripture. Let's go back to what, what the scripture we broke down. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like as though as if he has the power and authority, seeking whom he may has permission to devour. Well, the fact that he said may, and he's seeking, and he says may, indicates that if there is a people that you're looking for that you may, then that means you're looking among some people that you may not. And the only difference between the may and the may not is awareness. It ain't like the may not is better, because let me be very, very clear. The enemy fooled with everybody. That's his job. That's not stopping. He's going to continue to do what he does, but that's his job. But the advancement that he gets between the may and the may not is simply based on awareness. Half of the time, he's already in the house, in the fight, because you weren't aware of the fact that he was coming. And there's, there's a couple reasons why. One is you didn't recognize his presence. Two, you didn't understand his agenda. Like, I didn't know that fooling with you was going to get me to here. Or three... You didn't recognize your authority, meaning I don't have to do this with you. You might have been the guest that I allowed, it, I allowed in my house, but now that I know, you don't get to stay. Like, yes, and the, the, he uses condemnation, like, I'm here because you let me. I'm here because you invited me. No, we do this. No, we're not friends. Maybe I, I might have welcomed you before, but now that I know the truth, see, the truth changes everything. Now that I know the truth, you, my friend, don't get to touch that. You don't get to be here. You don't get to be that comfortable. You don't get to talk to me. And the fact that you're able to make all this suggestion to me while I'm just peacefully riding to work and I can hear you up here, that means you have now gotten out of your God-ordained place because Scripture says that you, I am to trample you. That means under my feet. And the fact that you are talking to me from here means you have lost understanding of the authority that I have. You have to be reminded. You have to encourage yourself. You have to strengthen yourself to remember that you have something that you can say back. Amen. Stand Thank you me. for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.